0: At the turning of the year, Yes, Yes, the turning turning of the year. When Jesus was a little, At the streets rang with his name, For he argued with the older man, And he put them all to shame, Yes, Yes, he put them all to shame. Father, he apprenticed him a carpenter to be, to plane and drill and work with skill in the town of Galilee, yes, the The town town of Galilee. Galilee. He became a roving journeyman and he wandered far and wide and he saw how wealth and poverty live always side by side. yes always side by side He said, come all you working men, you farmers and weavers too. If you will only organize, the world belongs to you. Yes, the world belongs to you. So the fishermen sent two delegates, And the farmers and weavers too, And they formed a working committee of twelve, To see the struggle through, Yes, to see the struggle through. When the rich men heard what the carpenter had done To the Roman troops they ran, Saying, put this rebel Jesus down, He's a menace to God and man, Yes, a A menace menace to to God and and man. The commander of the occupying troops, He laughed and then he said, There's a cross to spare on Calvary Hill, by the weekend he'll be dead, yes, Yes, by the weekend weekend, he'll he'll be dead. dead. Now Jesus walked among the poor, For the poor were his own kind, And they wouldn't let the cops get near enough To take him from behind, Yes, to take him from behind. So they hired a man of the traitor's trade, And a stool pigeon was he, And he sold his brother to the butcher's men For a fistful of silver money, A fistful fistful of of money. Money. Jesus lay in the prison cell, And they beat him and offered him bribes, To desert the cause of his own poor folk, And work for the rich men's tribe, Yes. yes, work for for the rich rich men's tribe. The sweat stood out upon his brow, and the blood was in his eye, and they nailed his body to the Roman cross, and they laughed as they watched him die. Yes, they laughed as they watched him die. Two thousand years have passed and gone, and many a hero, too. And the dream of this poor carpenter, at last it is coming true. Yes, at last it is coming true.
1: Welcome to Here We Stand. I'm your host, Kevin Annet, Eagle Strong Voice. It's August 21st. Ballad of the Carpenter by Phil Oaks also one of our crucified brothers, killed in the mid-1970s. Now, I had to play that song leading into our program today because, you know, the, the old cliche is that what the hell does Jesus the peasant have to do with the Christian church? And the answer, of course, is nothing really, because the church was coming out of Rome was built on the murdered bones of not only Jesus, but the early movement around him, and something different replaced it. This weird historical synthesis people call Christendom. In fact, what it is, is not only the destruction of everything Jesus and his vision stood for, but the creation of really what's the basis of the problem in the world today. Christendom, the Church of Rome, was the model for and the basis of the global corporatocracy, and there's a direct link. So I had to make that link today before we go in further in the show because, as we've been talking about over the last number of shows, we are preparing for global actions that are going to commence Sunday, September 11th, intentionally on that date, to expose not only this and to stop the Vatican crimes once and for all, but also to expose a new global alliance between Rome and Beijing, between China and the Vatican. I have uh, the blessing today of being accompanied on today's show by my good friend and ally Peter Yellowquill from the Anishinaabek indigenous nation of central Canada, in my home territory of Manitoba. Peter's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Uh, before that, there's some really important things I have to share. Along the lines we're talking about, people are wondering, well, why do we have to pass our own laws? Why do we have to take these actions? Can't we pressure the system to do it? Well, here's a perfect example today, folks, of why the system is the problem, and there's no aspect of of it that you can appeal to anymore. There was a news item sent to me today. The Canadian government, the news just came out, it was just um, uncensored documents that just came out, that a few years ago the Canadian government ordered the Catholic Church to pay $25 million in compensation. Now, first of all, that is an incredibly paltry sum for the genocide committed According to normal compensation protocols whereby a murdered person and their family normally gets about 75,000 each. Well, you multiply that by the known 66,000 dead in Indian residential schools, you get a figure of $4.95 billion. So according to normal, that's a minimum figure. According to normal law, the Catholic Church owes Native people in Canada at least $5 billion. Now the Canadian government whittled that down to $25 million which is 0.05% of what they should owe. But they made a deal, backroom deal, with the Catholic Church, whereby they only paid $1.1 million. Now that is, get this, 0.0002% of what they owe, under law, to every Native family in Canada. Now, that is, here's a, an example of what that means. If you owed somebody $4,500, it's like you pay them a penny. One cent out of $4,500. That's the ratio we're talking about. Now, of course, no amount of money is ever going to compensate for any of this mass slaughter. But the point is, even under their laws, they're continually circumventing it. And it shows the necessity of, you know, this whole Part B of what we're talking about, not only reclaiming the wealth and the land and the property of the Catholic Church, we can all do now legally as reparations for these crimes, but withhold taxes from the federal government of Canada because they are, working hand in glove with this criminal body to make sure they don't have to pay anything. Now, of course, the reason they're not paying is not only to snub the survivors and say, look, we're still in charge, we don't have to owe you a dime, it's because they genuinely don't believe they did anything wrong. And we know this from the horse's mouth. Uh, Archbishop William Lynn in a Philadelphia court, when he was on trial, said we didn't believe there was anything wrong with raping children. Gita Paracera, the California missionary, who Jorge Bergoglio blessed as a saint, saying we're inspired by his zeal, even though he worked to death over 100,000 Indians. You see, in that system, they don't think there's anything wrong with killing unbelievers. They still don't. And so why should they pay for it? They didn't do anything wrong, and the government agrees with them. This is the monster we're facing, people. Because it hasn't affected you doesn't mean it isn't murderous. And so all of this talk of compensation, blah, 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 it's a way to show us the nature of what we're dealing with. And like Sun Tzu says in the Art of War, know your enemy, know yourselves, or you're going to be defeated every time. That, unfortunately, is why all of these movements have been defeated, because we think we're dealing with a church or a government. We're not. The Catholic Church is neither a church nor a government. It's a corporate empire, the oldest one in the world, that uses religion as a camouflage for its crimes. And its true nature is now being revealed. That's a spiritual reality as well as a political and a personal one. And that's one of the things we're going to talk to Peter uh about today on the show in about five minutes. The other thing to remember, of course, is that despite the nature of that beast, and well because of it, people are taking action all the more. Now, if you go to MurderByDecree.com, I hope you all go there right now, MurderByDecree.com, look under ITCCS Updates. You're going to see there on the page a number of things that we just posted. First of all, of course, the Tua wampum proclamation of indigenous elders across Canada saying, we banish the Catholic Church and these other Anglican United churches from our territories. We have the right to seize our lands and properties. And uh, that's indigenous ratification of what people have been doing all along, which is saying they don't have the right to operate. Secondly, Look over to the left. You'll see two other weapons. There's a, the book that I published a few years ago, "Dethroning a Rogue Power." The arguments that are now being presented at the United Nations why the Vatican needs to be expelled from there. And another weapon, of course, is an even a thing that has them even more worried, uh, which is that uh, there the Nunavut City Council in it. Uh, on Baffin Island, actually passed a resolution abolishing tax exemptions for the Catholic Church. That has them very worried, because as the richest corporation on the planet, if their tax exemptions are nullified, there goes their corporation. It's a big uh, nail in their coffin. So they're very worried about that. That's why we have sent this proposed motion to dozens of city councils across Canada, uh, indigenous territories. Now, anyone in the world can take this resolution, adapt it to their country. This is something you should do. Take the motion, go to your town council and say, we insist that this be passed. We will not financially subsidize child killers and self-admitted genocidal bodies. And we have the obligation not to pay these taxes under international law. So that's a motion that when you ask what you can do, go ahead and do it. The ball's in your court. If you allow these institutions to continue to murder our children and get away with crime. You have only yourself to blame. Blame, there are some examples of what you can do. Now, just before we bring Peter as well, um, the, I urge you to look over those two websites, murderbydecree.com under ITCC up- updates. All of these things, including the law passed, banishing these churches from our territories. They, they're all set up as PDFs. You can run them off, use them in your territories. Go to republicofcanada.org under breaking news. You'll find all of those as well. We now have allies in Canada, America, Italy, Holland, and Australia who are actively doing this. And September 11th, uh, there will be, uh, elders gathering outside the UN, uh, that day to demand the, uh, the expulsion of the Vatican. Uh, from the United Nations General Assembly that opens on September 13th. There'll be more coverage on that. And also they're planning exorcisms and spiritual ceremonies on those days to literally expel that entity from a mit, you know, in our midst, because this is the bigger issue, and we hope to get into that today with, with Peter Yellowquill. Now, he'll be on in a few minutes. I want to also remind folks um, that the... Uh, you know, what we've learned from long experience in this movement, and this goes over 25 years now of hard-won lessons learned, that the thing that these monster corporations really fear are two things. Public image, damage to their public image, and damage to their finances. And that's why we're putting the pressure on both of those. The third element, though, that we we really need to flag, and this is something that we're going to get into today and beyond in future shows, is that these institutions are dead. They have no moral substance. They are spiritually void. And I experienced that when I was outside the Vatican doing that exorcism in October 2009. And, um, you know, just before the tornado hit downtown Rome and all this revelation started in the European press that week, I had a feeling standing outside the Vatican, I wasn't overwhelmed or anything. It felt like there was nothing there. And that's the nature of these corporations. They're dead, soulless beings. And you push on them and they fall. This is the example. But people are too scared of them, including atheists, so-called atheists, to approach and to confront these institutions and these criminal actors. We find from long experience, when you push, they back off. They're frightened. They have more to fear than we do. And so I really urge people to take heart and not wait. Write to us, Republic National Council at protonmail.com, and get on board with this movement. Yeah. And I want to leave you as well. Oh, okay, uh, I want to leave you as well with uh, two remembrances. The little girl who was shoved in an oven. She was a newborn baby at the Musquegan Catholic Residential School, October 1944. Irene Fable was the eyewitness. You can see her testimony on our websites. Newborn baby raped the young girl raped by a Catholic priest, they took the newborn and shoved it in the burning fire. And Ethel Wilson, Alberni Residential School, 1958. Before Sunday, uh, on Sunday, before Sunday school, they would line up and have the obligatory beating, often beating to death of a child who was disobedient that day, just before church. And Irene, or rather Ethel, describes having to pick up that body of the little child was left lying there on the floor until after church, and then buried in the hills behind the Alberni school, which we have surveyed and found numerous sinkholes of a continued mass grave there. So keep the human factor in mind, folks, when we're talking today. This is about dead children and the criminal institutions that got away with it. Now, with us right now is my good friend Peter Yellowquill from the Anishinaabeg Nation. And I want to welcome you on, Peter, and just ask you to... Say a little bit about yourself and your take on what's going on now and the situation among your people and and you know everything that we've been raising so far today.
2: Yes, uh, it's uh, good to be back on with you, Kev. Okay. Uh, I'm John uh, because That's uh, my Jibwe name. I'm uh Jibwe Lakota Oyate. I'm. Uh, Spent uh, 11 years or so in residential schools, uh, in Portage of Perry and Brandon, and uh, most summers in a foster home. So uh, that has affected my life, obviously. Uh, you can't go through these uh, uh, genocidal uh, uh, things happening in your life uh, without some form of uh, um, repercussion. <clears throat> I come from the, uh, uh, Yellow Band of 1871, which is, uh, basically broken into three, uh, three pieces, uh, and part of the reason was, uh, the religions. Uh, there was Sandy Bay, uh, the Roman Catholic, uh, took Sandy Bay, so to speak. The United States, United Church of Canada took Long Plain and the Anglican Church uh, took, uh, Swan Lake. So we were already being treated as cattle, but also as chattel. Uh, we're talking uh, money, uh, and and, uh, and these things during the period I was in residential school, uh, we could not know that that uh, the depth and, and the length of the uh, time this and this this affliction and uh, was going on. Um, and later found out my mother was. Uh, Peter, are you there? Peter, can you hear me? Okay. I, oh, are you
1: there? Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, we've lost contact with Peter, but uh, he'll be back on, hopefully. Uh, he has been on the show before. If you look through the old archives at bbsradio.com slash who we stand... At least a couple of years ago now, Peter was on the show with us talking about what he witnessed at both of those death camps he described, Brandon and Portage La Prairie. I remember Peter took me on a walking tour there and was pointing out the mass graves there and, and, um, Peter is one of the few who stood by this movement for a long time. Many people have been scared off, killed off, or bought off, but Peter has hung in and, um, uh, we, uh, one of the things that, uh, he mentioned there's a, a video of him in our, you can see him in our movie Unrepentant documentary film. And he's standing in front of the remains of the old building. And he says, this was like dead man walking. When you were walked into the school, it was like in a death camp. If you went to the left, you'd be raped. If you went to the right, you wouldn't be right away. You were picked out that early and not just rape, but worse, a lot worse. So keep that in mind that, Everything possible has been done to fog the truth of these things and using false language. Even the word genocide doesn't mean anything to people. They never use the word sterilizations, murders, tortures. But that's the reality what we're dealing with. And again, I urge you, murderbydecree.com. Um, in case Peter doesn't come back on, and this is not unusual, we often have people on who <laughs> we then suddenly lose contact with them. And I don't have to explain to all of you folks why that happens. But um, one of the things, if, if he doesn't come back, oh, he is okay. Great. Hi, Peter. Welcome back. Hey.
2: Yes. I don't know where I was at. We're uh, uh, talking that, about your uh, mother. Yes. You Mention your mother. Uh, and I think uh, uh, that it was revealed by one of my nieces that uh, she had been uh, uh, beaten and, and, and sexually assaulted, and, and uh, but she resisted. Yeah, and for that they whipped her and whipped her and whipped her and she had scars on her back. They told me they told me this and uh, she has cigarette burns also. But
1: what school where was that? Peter? Was, pardon? Where was that? Who did that to
2: her? It, uh, that was uh in Sandy Bay, uh, at the Roman Catholic uh uh residential school there and I think she, uh Fort Copel is where they shipped her out, uh after I think she right. attacked the nun or whatever. Uh, they shipped her out uh, further from her home uh, to isolate her even more. But she did resist, uh, and um, and all she said was, "I survived. I made it. No matter what they did, I survived." And there was no recourse for her generation to to uh, bring these things out uh, into the open. Uh, I know we hear. <coughs> Many survivors, uh, not just a residential school, but survivors of genocide. Uh, this genocide is, uh, that uh, they had did speak out, but no one listened. Nope. Uh, reports were made to the RCMP, but no action was taken. Uh, I just yep. caught a piece of uh, um, uh, little babies and and feeders and, and throwing in the o- throwing in the oven. There's similar yep. stories here out in Manitoba. So it's, 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 more common uh, than people think, uh, uh, and uh, that's why I think when the Pope came here to apologize, uh, apologize, apologies mean nothing, right? They mean nothing. Uh, yep. If he were to repent maybe, as the word direction to repent, the Lord directs him to repent, him and the, the him and his, uh, the, the Vatican, the old Vatican, the archbishops or whatever, if they would repent, see, uh, uh, they would have to then, by that repentance, uh, restore everything that's been stolen from our peoples. Not only in Canada, but in the, in the US of A. Well, starting with They'd have to re- return the lands they stole. Right, right. Uh, and they'd have to make pay equitable compensation to the victims.
1: Uh, all, well, Peter, I mentioned child that. Child murders
2: that, and child rapists.
1: Uh, I mentioned that item in the press where the government allowed them to get off paying 1.1 million when they really are around 5 billion in compensation. Um, I mean, I know you face this a lot dealing with the Fed, and I, I did want to, to talk to you about, or have you talk to us about the situation on in your territory? Uh, a while ago when we spoke, you talked how horrible it is still, and and it'd be good for people to hear that if you're willing.
2: In, in, in what, what area? There's so many, so many facets to this, 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 this matter.
1: Well, you mentioned about how <laughs> the crime going on, the, the legacy of the genocide, how the whole system just cooperates in making that happen, and there doesn't seem to be recourse even for the young generation, right?
2: Well, yeah, it, it's, like, um, it's like, uh it's like, I don't know, I think there's a 2 I do more sites that, it appears that Canada paid off the debt of the, of some 30 or some 40 million that, that, can, that the Roman Catholic Church was supposed to have raised. Uh, and, right. uh, and it appears there was some type of indemnity. What does that tell us then about the church and state? It's a spiritual adultery. It's going on. Uh, the apologies then mean nothing at all. They're absolutely mean yep. nothing at all spiritually. Uh, and, and, I have, for one, and many others have always had second thoughts about the initial uh, uh, settlement uh, yep. because uh, we were made aware that this was not what the people had, uh, the committees that were involved in this uh, had not recommended. There was some deal, uh pie-in-the-sky deal between uh, Harper and, and Fontaine. Uh, obviously, as grassroots survivors, uh, uh, we were never informed till after the fact. But I think that uh, uh, our fiduciary, our trust, which the federal government, and our spiritual fiduciary, a greater trust, uh, uh, did not look after our legal rights, our spiritual rights, uh, and that the compensation was actually uh, uh, meagre uh, with respect to uh, what... I hate to use the term white, but white victims, white children, uh, received. Um, right. we're dealing with a body, with a, with a spiritual responsibility, uh, uh, that sets itself up as, as God on earth. Uh, on the, on it's the just spiritual blasphemy side, right there. Side. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. it's more than blasphemy. <laughs> and then we've got the federal government who set up little gods called the Indian Age. And, and so so we're we're victims of this this this, this double 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 assault on, on our our very being as a nation, as families, as individuals. Um I I often wonder why did we not resist? These are acts of war. Why did th- when you Why when do you, you think Peter, I know so you many. did. Yeah. There was some resistance, but why didn't we take up arms? Because these are acts of war. Yep. I thought about it and thought about it, and I think I know a lot of elders now and elders for uh, wrestled with this question. When someone comes into your house and steals your property, steals your land, steals your children, locks them up, rapes them and beats them, uh, and I, I wondered why didn't we not resist with arms. Well, because we had to keep our word, because we went before God at the time of treaty, we prayed in our way, uh, the Christians prayed, at least we hope they did, uh, 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 and we know there was good Christians, uh, but they never seemed to win the day in that, that, that That's arena. right. Uh, uh, never. And, uh, Yes, and, and and so we we gave our word. You see, the Holocaust we all know now, during the Second World War and other Holocaust before during wartime. But we entered into a treaty of peace. We threatened war, but we entered into a treaty of peace, and, and uh, we never dreamed that 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 uh this, this 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 genocide would occur there's nothing in our treaty about residential schools it's about when we desire and we are ready to take on uh, uh, that form of education which is foreign to us but we knew uh, it had to change when they said these people represented God what I'm told is no one blinked an eye because in our culture, if you were like a mani or like you're a faking spiritual person, like uh, you're faking like you're God, uh, there was severe and heavy penalty because you're supposed to be the purveyor of spiritual matters and spiritual knowledge. And if you're uh, 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 a phony or a liar, uh, then you're affecting people's souls in their walk you're misleading them and that has great spiritual eternal repercussions
1: and well you know Peter I know so, that there's a there was a tradition that talked about the two two-hearted snake the white snake from the east I forget which nation said that but it we our culture has two hearts they seem to be loving but at the same time they're murderous the two, and that's undoubtedly why your people couldn't understand us, because they didn't understand we have two natures. And, you know, which one are you really dealing with, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you see, money too, God, when they use that word, we took them for yeah. their word. That, that's actually who they yep. represented. The vision we were given was, uh, and it was interpreted in this manner initially, is that the, the, a white man would come and he'd be carrying two serpents, two snakes. And they were interpreted as alcohol, initially, and drugs, and the Bible, you see? Uh, and, and that was because of, of, of already what was happening in our culture and and this, this, this spiritual clash and this genocide that was happening. Um, however... Because we have come to know the Word of God by our own choosing, not by the residential schools. If, if the devil himself built those places, and the devil himself built a wall in our minds against Jesus Christ, whom we, we, we God, Jesus, we hated for what happened. Because we, we could not fathom being told about a God of love and being raped the same night. Beaten the same day. You know, Peter, yeah, I think when they I said, flash vision, when our people said, I, yeah. I had a flash vision when, when I, of what that vision was. Yeah. Okay. It was not a man. It was not a white man. No. This being was tall. He had white skin, but it was chalky. It was not flesh. And he had a long stride and he was carrying two serpents. Black serpents, and his eyes were pits. This is what I was given to see. And one serpent was alcohol and drugs, true. But the other serpent, from this discernment I received, obviously was not the word of God, but it was religion. And we look right. at what's happened because of these religions. How could I know about Jesus Christ when all this was going on? How could I know about my own culture and the beauty of that culture that, that, that God had put in our culture? Let's see? He raped the mind, the body, and the spirit. Well, you know, and, Peter, and, and, in the and, in the Bible, when the Satan is described as the father of
1: lies, when these church people say God, they really mean Satan. I've come to understand that. And well, they pull their own people. Uh, that's what... And uh, false language. Yeah, that's
2: Yes, and that's what our people began to see and 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 experience that, that these were devils, they were not men of right. men or women of God, and, and and that would turn generations away from even opening up God's word. There's only one reason that God allowed the people of Europe to come into our lands, and that was the word of God. There's no other reason. No, there's there's no other reason I could find. Would came, you say that word was there among you already shared. though,
1: Peter? Pardon? Would you say that that was present already? I know from the West Coast people I I worked with, they said they understood Christ came to them before the Europeans ever did and warned about the yes. the pale impostors from the East who had come, who didn't really understand their the teaching of respect and equality that goes with Jesus' message, right?
2: From, from what I've been learning
1: in the Ojibwe culture,
2: that that, that is true, and other other First Nations uh, in the states, they they, they talk about this. Uh, they knew, they did not know his name, but like in our culture, they called him the healer. And who 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 hmm. took the stripes? Who bore the stripes so that that, that I could be healed? And in and, and, and many different other cultures, we know of now that he did come. And we were warned, and defense, what kind of defense could we make? We couldn't yep. go to war. We gave our word that, that we would not. And we saw the genocidal conduct of the Americans, the long knives, and the British, that, that there would be slaughter. So there were all these factors. But my mother said something that hurt me, and it was funny—not funny in the sense of, 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 of "ha ha ha," but I asked her, "Why, mom? Anishanjini, mama? How come this this thing just happened?" She didn't blink an eye. She said, "We trusted them. We trusted them because they said they talked for God." So. Judgment will come, and this is what we're sharing with the traditional community, Anyway, anybody else that's listening. Judgment will come. This is a a Holocaust, a Turtle Island Holocaust is what I call it. And and now the the, the Canadians and the Americans, they're beginning to to find out how horrendous and, 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 and terrible this Holocaust was here on Turtle Island. Some don't want to believe it, what was done in the name of Jesus Christ. They don't even want to hear that it was done in the name of Jesus Christ, but that's why they're done this. And, I, and my mission, part of my mission in, in this life is, is, is to clarify, to, to propagate my traditional faith and the honorable things and the spiritual values that God gave us, but also to propagate propagate that Jesus Christ had nothing to do with the rape and the murder of little children or building the residential school or stealing our land He is not a god of, 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 of genocide and that's the walls that, that we're, we're bringing down uh, between the traditional people and the Christian community because if there be a <laughs> problem, um, why do we argue so? Yeah. Do you remember we're our acting like brother, brother Louis Alex Daniels? And, uh, yes, I, I know
1: Louis. Yes, yes.
2: And when he was, uh, when uh, he uh, was, was
1: alive, um, he told us that story when he was a child. He was taken in a, in a vision to Ottawa to a government meeting where they were planning how to exterminate your people. Like literally exterminate every one of them. And he was brought there so he could share that. And, you know, my people will still not face it. After decades of showing them this work, I'm still treated like a leper in my own culture because they will not accept who they are.
2: Well, it's hard to. Uh, uh, um, uh, this, this, this culture is established. I believe the majority of Canadians were, were, were held in the dark about these matters. And that's why when we raise them publicly on radio stations you know uh, uh, we do, we do not point at our neighbors and say you're guilty that'd be just as insane as saying uh, blessing the conduct of the uh, Roman Catholic churches and the people that committed these offenses we tell them if you're not there you' do not feel guilt you're you're innocent but the government, the state of Canada and the, the United States of America, and 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 the, and the churches. This is where the spiritual adultery occurred. And what was right. it for? But lust of money, lust of power, yep. coveting land, breaking just about every commandment that God wrote in stone. They can't say it wasn't written in stone. It is. But
1: well, you know, but if, who if,
2: if, shall um, receive the greater judgment?
1: Well, the thing is, um, here's the question I always have. If they didn't hold a gun, but they pay for the bullets with their taxes, with their church offerings. If you fund it, you're guilty of it just as much and morally and, and if legally. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if you don't know, uh, they know now, don't they? We've told them enough. <laughs> well,
2: that's the point. <laughs> We've told them. And, and, and I know, I know some of our neighbors are aghast. I mean, they, they, they could not believe. The, the, the very yeah. place they're going to church was committing these offenses. Well, uh, that's it's what I like, wonder, uh, because, you know, the, uh, the Medewin Lodge, uh, if this thing was going on in the Medewin Lodge, uh, and I'm a follower, uh, and I find this out, what's it going to do you, to your mind, your heart, your spirit? The only reason that many times uh, we survived some of this genocide, and I'm talking the, the wars in the states and the things that were happening in Canada, is because of righteous Christians. Because there were Christian people out there that lived by the word. And that's what our people said. You, you gotta respect those people that live by that book. Three, three, you got to respect the people that live by the word. They didn't say religion. They didn't say Roman Catholic. They didn't say
1: any I, Protestant body.
2: They no. said the word itself. And that's...
1: So what do you think should happen now that people know? What do you think... Um, I mean, I hate this word healing because it's it's kind of a, a comfortable word. But um, what kind of changes... You know, you described to me last time the situation in your community and how horrendous it is. I mean, what... Things don't get better. With yeah. all the talk and all the money and all the rhetoric, things stay the same, it seems. So what do you see as we, a way out we, of that?
2: Well, we survived, I, I guess in one sense, uh, uh, the, the generational assault, although uh, it's costly uh, in, in lives and, 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 and spiritual matters. Uh, but now we're up against our own selves, our greatest enemy. We're up against colonized minds. We're up against right. people that were overcome in the residential school. That, 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 they lost a mind they never knew. And that was the Ojibwe mind. No one was, 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 was trying to take an Indian out of me. I was Ojibwe Lakota, scared little boy. They were trying to put an Indian in me out of the Indian Act. Bastardized version of a human being. And, and, and that's the, the fight that's going on right now. You bring in, uh, um, uh, the drugs now. Alcohol first. Now you got coke, meth, down. You got all these things in our communities. And, 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 it's almost like we're almost defenseless. I can tell you that right now. We have police force. What do they do? do? Throw people in jail. What do they do? Come out of jail a lot smarter. Our culture Uh was crushed, but we survived. But I'm not so sure unless traditional people start speaking out more, unless Christian people that that follow the word of God uh, start speaking out more, uh, because it's the silence in our community that's killing us. The corruption at the council table, the corruption in the administration, it has to be exposed. It must be dealt with in we are to Because yep. when the old people said that the office of the chief was sacred, they weren't t- talking about the Indian Act chief. They were talking about the traditional no. chief, of chief, the Okima. That's what they were talking about as sacred. With, with these sacred spiritual and government responsibilities, what you've got is an animal. Ogima Khan is the word, and I think the Cree brothers said it best. It's like a plastic chief yeah. who serves, not the people, who serves the government. Yep. And and we, we hear some of our people next door to a small reserve. The guy is a millionaire. I'm not talking about, he wasn't even from there. We're talking about people that are, that are stealing from their own people. There's no other way to describe this. And I, and I've been screaming for the last 20 years. I've been blacklisted. I can't get work anywhere. But I've been screaming. And I'm saying, come on, you traditional people, wake up. Speak louder. You want to protect our way. You know what I You want to protect that way. You've got to speak. Otherwise the silence is killing our generation behind us. We're gangster at Long Plain. Satan came in with a, like a flood, like the word says. And, and we're inundated. The last count was what, 17 or 18 people since 1998. 17 young lives. That, that died directly die? or indirectly a result of that drugs. Yeah. Somewhere. Some of them are murder uh, um, machetes guns uh, uh, this is the reality but no one is listening to us no, no one listen people
1: don't even know about this so where do you
2: turn you turn yeah. them to, to 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 those traditions that 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 where you speak to God where you 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 ask him where doing ask our God, help us but you have a mouth. And if you're just sitting there comfortable in your little church pew or, or going to a gospel tent meeting or, 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 or sitting there, uh, you know, you wave some sweet grass in and while, well, what good is that to me, to my children or to your own children? The only people that are going to salvage our culture are not chiefs or counselors. It's going to be grassroots. Yep. We have to unbend the mind and open the minds of our young people otherwise we're lost because we're gangsters I'm telling you we're gangster generationally now we've got second and third generation drug dealers here and the violence is just bang. it can be happening in this because when they come crashing down on this, this stuff when they come crashing down hard they, 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 that accounts for a lot of the violence between husband and wife boyfriend, girlfriend, between families. And yet, you know, the province of Manitoba, the government of Canada, all they can do is throw money at it. Okay, but where's that money going? We Mm -hmm. get that money and where does it go? Relatives who can't do the work, who sit at the office all day. Uh, I I mean, it's it's, it's like an insanity. Because we're up against ourselves, and, and we're not used to saying, hey, brother, stop stealing. It's common, like, it, it, it's almost accepted that, that when you get into council or administration, it's almost accepted that, that, that you can steal with, with impunity. During the period as as chief, I, I caught a lot of fraud. I took it to the RCMP, DOPS, the, the Kochiwe Police Service, uh, took cases all the way up to the Auditor General's office. They were absolutely useless to protect us. Mm -hmm. All the way to the Auditor General's office. There was a case of fraud. They all agreed it was fraud. Tribal police, RCMP, the Regional Director General, all the way up to the Auditor General's office. And the Crown Attorney in Ports of Prairie. Nothing was ever done. So what does that tell our people? You can't rely on the justice system. You just can't.
1: What's your alternative? In your tradition, what would be an alternative to the existing court system, for example?
2: First thing we have to do is, is, is we have to now educate those young people that gender, that two or three, that one or two generations that have not heard Anything about our traditions, they see the eagle uh, they see the pipes, but but there's no direct, intimate, spiritual knowledge being passed on to them. That's p- part of the answer. If you don't have a conviction in your heart, then uh, and, and you'll follow anybody. We have false prophets, people who bought their pipe from somewhere, and, and, and people have no vision. No spiritual conviction. They're out there. And they're misleading our people. And I'm one of the voices and there are many others. We, we, it's true. We get ignored. We get boxed in. Sorcery attacks come against us. Absolutely. You wanted,
1: I want to say any of the things that have happened to you? Pardon? Pardon? Any of the things that have happened to you personally, the attacks you faced?
2: Oh yes, uh, faced off with a 33rd, faced off with a Winchester, uh, I've, I've beaten once, uh, um, sorceries and witchcraft, we, we fight off, we fight off, uh, all, all manners of, uh, of, of, spiritual wickedness and, uh, and sorceries and, and bad, just plain bad medicine. Um, she's a keeper, she can't, they tried to curse me and, and curse my soul two or three times and I curse my spirit. Uh, the only way they could get at me was to bring uh, the medicine right into my house, and I stepped on it, and it got me sick about two or three months later, and I was in a coma for seven days. Uh, the doctors couldn't figure out what had happened to me. Uh, they told my wife, we don't know. They ran every test they could find, and, but my mother and my uncle went to see uh, a traditional uh, uh, person out in Ontario. I believe it was. And they told me who and what it was. And uh, by prayer, Christian prayer, and by that traditional message, which is an antidote, uh, I, I came back to life in effect because the only thing that was keeping me alive was the, uh, uh, the machinery. Now, I asked myself the question, how much hate did it take to kill? That the chief was a loose title to kill the chief. How much hate did it take to try and murder a man by spiritual means? And and, and I said when I knew who the individual who did it, as part of the the group that, that Long Plain took over after the money came in, and, and, uh, I asked God by zooming on. I asked Jesus Christ. Why? Why did this, you allow this to touch me and nearly kill me? It took about a year before I got the answer, maybe a little longer. That same gentleman, that same individual who tried to murder me, phoned Sheila and I because he was facing death. So we ministered to him. He, he knew and understood our tradition. And I knew what he practiced. And we ministered to him. The second day he phoned. We asked a question. We told him. That, that there's a God of love. That can wash everything you've done away. Even the murder you tried. And anything else you've done. Because I found out about his history. Of sexual violence. That man accepted Jesus Christ. And then the answer came to me. That's why. He let it touch me. So that man that tried to murder me, that hated me with such passion, that tried every sorcery and every witchcraft, that that man would come to know Jesus Christ. When he do, his son is just god. Eh? That's what they call him, son of God. And, 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 and this, this darkness, this spiritual darkness is, is part of the, the, the fight that we're in. It's there. The spiritual warfare of the past is still in the present. Yep. Yep. And now we're facing generations. Yep. Peter, we've got got about four minutes left. Okay. We've got about four minutes left in a wonder. Well, because of what happened, a lot of the younger generations, they say, F that Christianity. F tradition. See? We're losing them either way. Yep. And that's the Peter, time. we've only got a few do minutes overcome?
1: left. Could you, could you give a little summing up for folks? And we're going to definitely have you back on again, but just we've only got a few minutes left if you want to sum up or say anything you haven't.
2: I, I just want to encourage
1: uh,
2: uh, traditional people out there. I want to encourage uh, Christian people, even the religious people. Uh, uh, go to the Word of God yourself and to the traditional people. Open your minds to that Word. God gave us those things, respect, honor. They're not just teachings. They're eternal laws. And, and we're, we're losing uh, generations here. So we all have a work to do. And, and, and that's all I can say. If we don't, then we're dead in the water, not by the white man's hand, but by our own hand. So that's all I want to say thank you for the opportunity to to uh, say a few words, and I'll come back whenever you need. Uh, right now, we've got to get off to a service. <laughs> okay. Thanks, brother. It's good talk. See you. Right. you soon. And thanks, right. brother. Tune. Okay.
1: Right. Okay. That was Peter Yellowquill from the Ojibwe Anishinaabek Nation, Central Canada, and um, Peter started with us almost. 15 years ago, documenting these these crimes in the death camps, they still-called residential schools. And again, I want to remind folks that what you heard today is a tip of the iceberg. I know how hard it is for people who survive crimes to even talk about stuff, and it's, uh, it's amazing that Peter is still hanging in there and doing it. So I want to thank him, and um, also to remind all of us that um, it's in our hands. It's not something to hear and then walk away from, because your life could be next. Your life is on the line with all of this stuff. Everything we talk about here, it's personal. It's very personal. All we have is each other and whatever higher power we believe in. And it's going from listening to acting. That seems to be the barrier for so many of us. We've been raised to be passive, to be consumers, not producers of our own destiny, but consumers of somebody else's thoughts. And it's so hard to break from those thoughts as we see time and again with both white and Native people, not others, trapped in this group mind that does not let us go from speaking and acknowledging to acting. We've given you some of the tools of how to act, the substance in not just informing ourselves, but enforcing that power within ourselves to allow us to take this action. All of that is a process. We're beginning it with the show Write to us, Republic National Council at ProtonMail.com. And like I said earlier in the show, go to MurderByDecree.com under ITCCS Updates. Read the recent postings. Use the documents that are there. Run them off as PDFs. Start taking action to take back our land from these genocidal monsters. And I'm not using that word lightly. These are killers of children who are still killing. And they operate under the guise of religion. The papacy... The Vatican, the Church of Rome, it does not have the right to operate on our territories. We have the right to seize our land and property and churches and arrest the officers who are doing these crimes. Learn more, murderbydecree.com, republicofcanada.org. And in the coming weeks leading up to the elders gatherings that are going to be happening on September 11th, we are going to be doing, offering more training in your community. And, uh, again, write to us, Republic National Council at protonmail.com about how to do that. Now, I have this uh, song I was going to play, <laughs> and uh, the cheeky monkey side of me wants to play it anyway. So, Doug, I know I wrote to you and said don't play it. I think we should go ahead and play it. One of the ways that we wake people from their stupefaction is shocking them. And this shocks. It's the truth, and it'll shock. Don't be offended by the language. Be offended by the thing it's describing. This is Kevin Anand, Eagle Strong Voice. We'll be back next week. Stay strong, stay clear.
3: All right, this is the last thing you're going to hear tonight. It's a happy song, but it's um, got its complicated words, so just listen really hard. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, he's a fucking motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, he's a total motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck him, fuck the motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucking Pope. Fuck the motherfucker and fuck you motherfucker If you think that motherfucker is sacred If you cover for another motherfucker Who's a kitty fucker fuck you You're no better than the motherfucking rapist And if you don't like the swearing This motherfucker forced from me And reckon it shows moral or intellectual paucity Then fuck you motherfucker This is language one employs When one is fucking pissed at motherfuckers fucking boys I don't give a fuck if calling the Pope a motherfucker Means you unthinkingly brand me an unthinking apostate This has now to do with other fucking godly motherfuckers I'm not interested right now in theology theological debate there are other fucking songs and there are other fucking ways i'll be a religious apologist on other fucking days but the fact remains if you protect a single kitty fucker then pope or prince or plumber you're a fucking motherfucker I don't give a fuck what any other motherfucker believes about Jesus and his motherfucking mother. I've no problem with the spiritual beliefs of other fuckers, while those beliefs don't impact on the happiness of others. But if you build a church on claims of fucking moral authority, and with threats of hell imposed on others in society, then you, you motherfucker, can expect some fucking wrath. But it turns out you've been fucking us in our motherfucking asses. So fuck the motherfucker and fuck you, motherfucker, if you're still a motherfucking papist. If you covered for a single motherfucker who's a kiddie fucker, fuck him is evil as a motherfucking rapist and if you look into your motherfucking heart and tell me true if this motherfucking stupid fucking song offended you with its filthy fucking language and its fucking disrespect if it made you feel angry go ahead and write a letter but if you find me more offensive than the possibility the Pope protected priests when they were getting fucking fiddly then listen to me motherfucker this here is a fact you are just as morally misguided as that motherfucking power hungry self-aggrandized bigot in the stupid fucking
2: hat